Tweakers, tweakers, thrill freaking seekers, welcome back to another great freaking hilarious freaking episode of freaking Our Week in Freaking Review on W-A-Y-O-L-P, freaking Rochester, also on Apple Freaking Podcast, freaking Spotify, and freaking SoundCloud if anyone freaking wants to know. Tweakers, tweakers, thrill freaking seekers, my name is Taylor the freaking Moss Man Lofton, and with me as always to my left is Sandy the Sandman Fargus, and bringing up the middle we have Douglas Ugg Jordan, and bringing up the rear we have Tanny Richard the Snowman. Tweakers, tweakers, thrill freaking seekers, and the freaking panel, start your freaking engines. This is our week in freaking review. <gasps> Weakers, tweakers, thrill freaking seekers. It has been too weak since we last spoke. I find myself flying high, soaring. Above the clouds. All around me. My comrades. Squawking and squibbling. And barking their terrible barks. I am... A goose. Flying south. And behind me... My goose compadres. And that... The head of that V, I sit proud and humbly as I split the wind for all those that follow behind me. And then suddenly the squawking intensifies. The barks, the shrieks. And I turn and look and my comrades, my compadres are falling, one by one, dipping below the clouds and drifting off. I don't know what has become of them, but I am not alone, flying, breaking the wind myself, fighting the jet stream and clouds and all the terrible wind. And then slowly the squawking comes back. And I look. And my friends have returned. And beside me they flow. And I am proud to be at the head of the V once again. Something is different this time. Something was sinister and as I look behind me my giant waterfowl friends are sporting very large very heinous looking corkscrew erections and I say what is the meaning of this as they fly faster and it appears to me that I am not leading the V, but at this point only narrowly escaping the deathly wrath. I say, stop it, my friends! Retreat! And that's when I notice that at the head of that corkscrew on each one of those birds, the face, Dawson. Evan freaking Dawson, WXXI Connections. 
He's got me again. I shriek in horror as they are gaining upon me, knowing full well what will become of me when they catch me. And as I fight the wind, and that cracking thunderous noise from below, I feel those corkscrews penetrate my body in flight. chest top of the hour uh so what you're saying is that evan dawson is a is a corkscrew um is a is a what you're saying is that evan dawson is um has a freaking corkscrew for uh Dangly Johnson? No, Evan Dawson is the face on the end of a bunch of ducks, of gooses, corkscrew pieces. Yeah. And those pieces are out for blood. Weakers and tweakers. I feel it. He is tightening in on us. And... I fear for my own safety, but I fear for the safety of the panel. Especially Doug Jordan, who I always have felt is ill-prepared for such an attack. Yeah, I don't think I would be prepared if Evan Dawson pulled out his dangly Johnson and started attacking me with it. Is that what you're talking about? Essentially. More like if Evan Dawson metastasized at the end of a goose's corkscrew piece and... So I think what you're worried about is that Evan Dawson is going to somehow um, manipulate a army of freaking ducks. Is that too? And they're going to attack Doug Jordan. Is that what you're freaking trying to say? Is I'm, that what he, it is? Well, yeah. I. What I mean to say is that, it, like the parasite within, I could see him somehow getting into any number of animals. Yeah. And. Birds in flight would be the most devious because we are not used to aerial attacks as human beings. There hasn't been a bird big enough to catch us from the air for hundreds of years, Doug Jordan. You know, like a like a bald eagle could catch somebody in the in the air. Well, maybe a baby. Yeah, or like a you know maybe like up to six years, six or seven years old. Yes, baby or a small child, I guess. I'll grant you that. Or a small person. That's absolutely freaking hilarious. <laughs> yeah. Imagine one of those poor little fellows getting clasped up in the gloss and flown away, shrieking, kicking their little feet. All the while, they're being made a meal for a nest of bald eagles somewhere, Dick Jordan. See, in my scenario, I imagine that they had like some sort of a partnership. Like, he kind of blew a whistle and the bird came down and picked him up and he flew away wherever he was going to go. The little person? Yeah. They're friends. 
like a like what you're describing is basically is like a riding on the back of a duck flying through the freaking air. Yeah. Well, yeah, but it's an eagle. I was thinking eagle. more like the it was being carried by the claws, and so it That's appears like he has angel wings. And then he's brought back to the freaking nest of baby freaking eagles, and the mother eagle freaking gobbles him up and regurgitates the little freaking into the mouths of the freaking young. And they freaking just absolutely freaking tear him apart, and he's and he's freaking screaming the whole freaking time. Mm-hmm. And I, is there I a like way that we can get that? Please don't interrupt me. Is there a way that that can be done to freaking Evan Dawson? Well, we have to find an eagle and train it. And a well, no, Evan Dawson would be the. Yeah. Well, I thought so. The, but the would be riding the eagle, and they would. Is that what we're still? Are we, well, I thought now. I thought it was in its claws. Now you're saying it's an owl. Is that what you freaking said? What? It's an owl in the. No. In, See this for Uyghurs and Tweakers. This is what's been happening every time we've met to discuss this. Is that we've ran into these roadblocks? Yes, we know how to do it, but we don't have a. The man was eaten by the carnivorous bald eagles, and now the eagles are running wild and have the taste for human flesh, and we have no way of taming it. This yeah. is the sort of thing that happens every time we discuss the great radio war against WXXI Connects and host Evan Dawson. So I asked the panel, Brother Sandy, Brother Doug, Brother Tadia, what have you given this week? Hmm? I said, what have you given this week? No, I heard you. I, is it in that order? Is it Sandy, Doug, Tadia? Sure. Um, yeah. I, uh, yeah, I'll, I guess I can freaking start. Um, I, I do want to say that I would love it if we would go back to doing this, doing it how we used to freaking do it. Um, as far as what I've freaking given, um, I gave uh, the freaking gra- I gave my quite a great deal of freaking gra- uh, freaking graciousness. Uh, I gave quite a deal, a good deal of freaking graciousness, freaking uh, recently. And how are you? I'm good. I'm um, I'm freaking drunk as well. Um, I'm freaking drunk. I'm freaking crazy. Freaking diggins, and I've given quite a great deal of good graciousness. Um, good great. I've tell us great, about great- the graciousness. Yeah, what do you mean you gave gracious graces? Well, well, if you'd be quiet and shut your freaking mouth, I'll, I'd be happy to freaking tell you how I gave a great, great deal of good graciousness. Yeah, but Sandy, um, sometimes it seems like you never get to the point. I am trying to get to the freaking point, and I continue to be freaking interrupted at freaking all angles. And if you and if everyone would be quiet, I will. I'd love to really freaking get into it and explain to you how I gave great, a great deal of good, good, uh, good graciousness. All right. Well, the floor is yours. Please feel free to. Tell your story. Well, thank you for the freaking blessing, and I and without freaking further ado, I'd like to um, really freaking get into it and um, and explain to all of you how what I've given this freaking week is a pretty great deal of good graciousness. Great, That's great right. deal of good graces. I think my freaking trying to say, uh, great deal of good graces. Uh, graces. I'm on the good graces of of the freaking Lord, and um, so saith uh, so saith um, the God, uh, freaking God as well. Wow. Thank you for the blessing. And how You're did welcome. that happen? What does that mean? 
Um, all right. Well, um, let's, without freaking further ado, I'd like to freaking get right into it. Um, as, as what I've been given recently is, um, and I was, I'm going to get into it, uh, is a good, great, um, basically freaking, uh, Boozman, uh, his, uh, he has freaking recovered old man, freaking Boozman, an old man that I had freaking befriended recently. Uh, he has freaking recovered. Um, he's going to freaking make it. He did have a freaking heart attack after he freaking shot, uh, one of our freaking homeless friends, uh, freaking Byron in the freaking leg. Um, Byron freaking succumbed to, uh, to the freaking dark closet. Um, whereas Boozman has made a freaking recovery yet. Uh, unfortunately he, he is, um, beginning to move to a freaking assisted living freaking facility. Um, Slash, which I believe to be for sort of like a freaking hospice. So he's made a freaking full recovery, but things are not looking very freaking good for him. And he's moving into freaking hospice. And I've been freaking out and I've been, um, sort of, uh, going to his house and sort of taking things and, um, sort of just sort of pilfering through some of his belongings and see the, and finding things that I freaking like and throwing away some things that I don't freaking like. And, um, that is what I meant by freaking, uh, getting on the good graces of the good God, good Lord. So you've been just picking through his belongings now that he's out of commission, and that's what you mean when you say good graces. Yeah. Um, basically, it turns out that freaking um, old man Boozman does have a freaking son um, and a freaking daughter and quite a large freaking family. So they're freaking selling the freaking farmhouse. Um, I don't believe I'm, I, I will have ever been freaking put into his freaking will, which is um, kind of what my freaking tension was with this freaking relationship. Um, but uh, they have allowed me to sort of help uh, clear out some of his freaking belongings, um, some things I've been freaking uh, taking with me, and some things I've been freaking throwing in the freaking trash. Yeah, all right. Well, let's real quick. What was the best thing that you got, and what was the worst thing you got? Uh, a freaking, I run a freaking pocket watch, um, which I think I look at this thing. And I think this thing looks making, making, making out of freaking solid freaking gold. Um, freaking took that. I took quite a bit of freaking jewelry. Um, I found some, I found a freaking whole bunch of freaking cash wadded up in a freaking sock in his sock drawer. I freaking took that. Uh, I found, I found a, um, an old freaking collection of freaking, um, old, old freaking currency and freaking coins and whatnot. Um, seems to, I looked it up on freaking eBay quite goes for quite a bit of freaking money. I freaking took that. Um, yeah, I have some I have his wallet. I, I took his freaking wallet and a couple of freaking credit cards. Um, then I found um, freaking checkbook. I found a freaking checkbook. I freaking took that. Um, I, did I mention I freaking took quite a bit of freaking jewelry. Freaking Rolex. I found a freaking Rolex. I freaking t- took that. Um, yeah, I took a, quite a bit. I guess the worst things I found were damn you know, freaking journals, freaking collection of freaking poetry that he had that looked like he had handwritten, um, stack of freaking letters. I guess that he used to freaking communicate with a freaking loved one while he was at freaking war. Um, I tossed those. Um, so I guess that was like, all that bullshit would probably be the worst stuff I found, and all the stuff that um, had was sort of had value to me is uh, some of the best stuff I found. Yeah. Well, God bless you in giving this graciousness that you have given. And I know it was not easy. And, and no, it was actually, actually, you're incorrect. It was extremely easy. Well, um, it still took a great deal of courage. Yeah. Thank you for the blessing. Yeah. Well, it Jesus, sounds like you've, uh, you've taken more than given. What do you mean? Yeah. What do you mean? You took a bunch of stuff. Yeah. Out of the freaking graciousness of my freaking heart. Um, God bless you. 
I could have thrown away. Basically, the way I see it is, I could have thrown all that shit away. But I just, some of these things, I said, well, this deserves to. Uh, this deserves to find a good freaking home, and I think that he would like. He would like to know that some of these freaking belongings were in a good freaking place. And in the spirit of give-centered focus, and in the spirit of Boozman himself, who is a very old dying man, Sandy will bring new life to these items. And in that way, Boozman will live on until Sandy sells them. Yeah. So I already I already sold the freaking quarters, uh, the old coins. I already sold those. Um, got quite a freaking pretty penny for them too. Well, God bless you for that. And we never say we always say on the show the good things happen to those who do good. And if we don't always say it, we're saying it now. Yeah, I've never heard that before, but mm-hmm. yeah. It makes sense. Yeah, that's the first time I've heard it. Well, it makes sense. Doug the Slug, Jeez Louise down on my knees, what have you given this week? A long week it has been, a long two-week it has been. Doug was out working a Wang Noodle Ortego Grill collaboration and caused him great consternation. And yeah, I don't think it caused me any constipation. It said consternation, but God bless you. Thank you for the blessing. Um... So am I, are you going to keep doing an introduction or can I tell you what I've given this week yet? Yeah, please. This is taking forever. Uh, I gave uh, uh, the gift of opportunity uh, to some people to help us out at the restaurant since it was so busy. And that means uh, I had to call Taylor in to pick up a pick up a couple shifts in the dish pit. And we actually had to even call friggin' Sandy in to friggin' start barbacking because it was so busy with the collaboration between Wang Noodle and Ortega Grill. That's very freaking gracious. That's very freaking gracious of you. Yeah. Yeah, and, they, and we needed the help. It was busy, you know. Had a lot of good things happen, a lot of good people. I took three baths in the sinks in the back. Scrub-a-dub-dub, I said. Jumped in the tub. Yeah, we wish that you didn't do that, but... You know, like I said, we needed the help. Yeah, man, freaking Larry Brown and I uh, had a freaking absolute blast freaking slinging drinks on freaking Friday and Saturday night. Um, that would, couldn't have been more fun. Um, I was doing freaking double duty barbacking and freaking DJing too, and it was uh, it was a freaking absolute freaking blast. Yeah, I mean, it, uh, everything went well. You know, we had, like Sandy said, he was slinging drinks. We even had to bring over a karaoke machine from Wang Noodle because people wanted to sing songs in Chinese, uh, which my karaoke machine did not have that uh, feature. So it went pretty well. And then also, you know, we had uh, Wang's nephew uh, helping out, which was great. And it was great to have him around. And I think we might we might put him on uh, the staff full time. Yeah. To keep getting people. In. That guy is... Jeez Louise, that is just the absolute freaking coolest guy that I've ever freaking met. Um, guy goes by the name of freaking Young Wang. Um, he is must be freaking in his early 30s. He has a freaking fancy watch. He has freaking shiny, freaking uh, stretchy freaking t-shirts um, where you can see his freaking rippling freaking veiny muscles. Uh, he has freaking stiff, uh, tight freaking slacks. Um, with an absolutely freaking perfect freaking bulge. Um, he wears a freaking gold freaking chain. Uh, his hair has freaking oil in it. He, he is uh, absolutely 
the cool tiny freak, sunglasses. Yeah. We got tiny little sunglasses. sunglasses. Yeah. yeah, he he is. I expect that. Um, yeah, he uh, he is. He was quite freaking cool, and I'm, I I got to freaking talk with him quite a bit. He was a freaking. Uh, I'm very freaking taken with him. Yeah, and I I went into the restaurant and I just noticed strapping strapping handsome young man. Yeah, and I wish he had taken my order, but I, he didn't. I think he drives a Mitsubishi. Yeah, so. uh, he does. He does drive a freaking Mitsubishi, and um, it's it is a freaking it, it's a freaking waxed freaking Mitsubishi with freaking uh, with man it goes all the way down to the freaking pavement. Um, he's got a very he's got a freaking I don't know what you freaking call that when the freaking car um, reaches all the way down to the freaking ground. Um, but it's a freaking shiny, freaking classy, freaking Mitsubishi, um, waxed freaking to freaking to freaking perfection. And, and I'm not gonna lie, it looks pretty freaking good driving it too. Yeah, he certainly mm-hmm. does. Well, geez, Louise, down on my knees. Tadia, Richard, please. How are you doing? How was your week? How are you? God bless you. And how was your week? Uh, Thank you. Um, And what have you given? Oh, damn it. Um, uh, My week has been good. I'm very freaking horny, as always. Um, I'm I'm doing okay. And this week I gave the gift of of a home to a lost soul. Wow. Yeah. That's fascinating. What does that mean? Get another homeless guy living with you or? Oh, no, no. Uh, so, uh, Uyghurs and tweakers know that I, I've tried multiple attempts, uh, recently to get back the, uh, to win back the favor of my ex lover and, and potential future freaking wife. Um, uh, a lot of a lot of missteps there. Burned down her front lawn a little bit. And she's um, blind for Uyghurs and Tweegers. Blind woman. Sorry. Yeah, that's yeah. No, please. That's important information, honestly, given what happened this week. Um, so I, you know, I I knew that that was kind of a bad idea, and I really took your advice into heart about um, her not being able to see anything that uh that i was putting in front of her so i went into her backyard which was not scorched and uh i decided that i was gonna set up a little date for us uh put a little um you know start a little campfire in the back with some marshmallows chocolate graham crackers um unfortunately i only had gas to start the fire and uh gasoline um lights much faster than I would have expected it to. And I got a little burned on my face, but her seeing eye dog who I love, his name's Teddy came out and barked at me. Um, probably the smell of melting flesh, um, that he wanted to eat. But, uh, you know, he noticed my smell and then, uh, I just kind of took him and gave him a home. Now he lives with me. He stole her seeing eye dog. No, he came to me. And you took him. I escorted him back to a to a loving home. Yeah. You, you, gotta sa- get that you, dog saved, back. you saved him. Yeah, I saved him. Exactly. I mean, let's be honest, like that woman's blind. She can't take care of a dog. There's no way. Yeah. How does she know how to feed him? How does she know how does she even know what a dog looks like? Right. Yeah, imagine I, the dog feeds himself. Just imagine her trying to freaking feed that dog a freaking a milk bone, and she's stuffing it up its freaking rear, thinking it's a freaking face. Exactly. Just the eyes are bulging out of its head, and tongue sticks out. Absolutely yeah. freaking hilarious. 
but uh, never again. I vow not to stick a milk bone up up the dog's butt, um, and I think it's in a better place now. Well, God bless you for all you have done and all you have tried to do. Now, before we move on, I do want to make a little introduction. This week, what I have given, and I usually skip myself because what I do is give my best. But this week, I gave some money. I gave away some money. And it was to a man in the name of Mr. Mogadisu. And Mr. Mogadisu is a absolutely brilliant almost like a wizard a modern modern day wizard and he's also a modern day fortune teller and he has been helping me conceive my thoughts and see the future and though we've only had our introductory sessions and those were quite expensive i have learned a lot and for weakers and tweakers i want to describe a bit about mr mogadusu is he is from far and wide away and he wears a large rice paddy hat and has wild mane of hair silver and gold and a large beard and an eye patch and Though he is dressed in drags, he is a wise man and a humble man and a forgiving man. And I am blessed to have him be part of my life in this time of struggle and strife and woe and want. Uh... Wait, what? Who the heck? Who the heck are you? Who the heck is Mr. Mogaduzo? Where did you meet this? I, this, is, this man is this is a um, fortune teller or a freaking guru of sorts? Well, it's funny you should ask. I met him riding the bus. He was riding the bus because in the past he has had significant issues with the law surrounding DWI transportation issues. And he is remitted to no longer operate a motor vehicle. So he was driving the bus, riding the bus with me, and we got to talking. I I said, you seem a spiritual man. You seem a man of great mercy and understanding. And maybe you can tell the future. And he said, why, yes, I can tell the future. But for a price. And so now we've entered into a relationship. It's kind of like therapy, and that's a long time coming for me. And I feel like I'm getting somewhere. And soon the answers that I seek will present themselves. Probably regarding the Great Radio War, probably regarding my past, and definitely regarding my views there. You guys will meet him soon. Weakers, tweakers, thrill freaking seekers, we've got a great freaking show full of freaking our week's news and discussions. But before we get to that, we have one quick segment to get to you now. When the truck pulls away and you're left all alone And the silence is deafening in your empty home And the fridge is gone too and there is nothing to eat And you can't even sit down because she has taken the seat In fact, the only thing left is your whittling knife So you sit on the floor and begin to whittle a wife But you like your women big and you like them round And much too small is the piece of wood you have found And besides, you want a woman who glows through and through, who radiates warmth and love unto you. She should be firm, but soft inside. She should be round and incredibly wide. 
So you wander into the woods, half crazed and starved, with your whittling knife looking for something to carve. But before you go plunging your knife into sumpkin, please consult our week's guide to making a pumpkin. So, geez, Louise, down on my knees, this is brought to you in partnership with the editing team at MarthaStewart.com. Now, what we're going to do is kind of go on a roundtable panel, discuss, and talk about making a pumpkin, all the things it takes to make a great pumpkin. And by the end, we'll have enlivened listeners, and they'll be able to, on their own time, potentially make their own pumpkin. Any questions? Mm, this is a segment where we explain to people how to carve a pumpkin. Yeah. I'm assuming that there are any listeners out there who don't know how to freaking do it. Yeah. Is it carving or it says make a pumpkin? Does well, that mean like grow a pumpkin? Well, to make a pumpkin, what do you mean? I don't understand. Well, what don't you understand? Well, what does Doug Jordan asking me? No, the pumpkin is grown. And now we have to make it for Halloween. So I think it means carving. I think carving. I think maybe what you're what you're trying to say is guide to making a, a jack-o'-lantern. Yeah, but but with a big smile on it is what I'm trying to say. So now, so now what this is is actually our week's guide to making one kind of specific jack-o'-lantern. It's the one where there's a smile on it. Well, or, yeah, I guess it's got to have a smile. It's got to have a smile or a grimace and usually a candle inside. Make it glow up at night. All right, so are we going to explain how to freaking do that? Yeah, Doug Jordan, why don't you start? Talk about pumpkin selection. And don't use the, we're only going to use the partnership with MarthaZewart.com if we fall on difficulty with ideas. Well, I mean, it's whatever pumpkin speaks to you at the pumpkin patch. You know, whatever one you're like, oh, that would that would make a good jack-o'-lantern. Pumpkins can't talk, so um, yeah, it's not literally. I'm not being freaking literal. Not literally speaks to you, but you know, you're gonna say, "Hey, I'm gonna pick that one out." So that's like like when you're freaking shopping for at the freaking pumpkin pads, you gravitate towards the flat, bumpy, warty gourds because it reminds you of your freaking and the freaking herpes that freaking you're riddled with. No, and I don't have herpes. Speaks to you. That's a that's a decorative pumpkin. I feel like that wouldn't make a very good jack o' lantern. Hmm. Kind of want a round one. Well, it's funny. Big fat you round one. You say that because uh, Martha Stewart writes successful pumpkin projects start in the patch. Search for pumpkins that are smooth and symmetrical in form, unlike the warty ones Doug wants. Design dictates shape. So if you want to make a face, a tall oblong one's worth best for those vertical designs. I have to freaking say, I thought you said we were only going to refer to the partnership with MarthaStewart.com if you felt like we were running out of things to talk about. We just began freaking talking about this. Well, Doug seems stuck on how to pick a pumpkin. I wasn't uh, stuck. I thought I pretty explained it pretty well. Yeah, you like them freaking warty and ugly and you want to and just perfect and small enough so that you can freaking cut a hole in it and have sex with it. Yeah, no, the that's problem what you is those said. don't work. Those well, don't I have, freaking, I have freaking done that before, but uh, um, well, geez, Louise, Sandy, the same man, Vargas, you have an abundance of ideas. Please tell us after picking the pumpkin, step one. Uh, all right, so step one is get your freaking gourd. Uh, step two, is get, have sex with it. 
I was not going to Regan say that. If you wanted to, Regan, you would want to Regan. Here's the thing. I'm gonna. I was gonna say, freaking cut a hole in it, and freaking scoop out all the freaking, uh, freaking gooey, freaking disgusting pumpkin gunk. Um, but if you do plan on freaking having sex with it, I would yeah. say leave all that stuff in there, yeah. because that would make that makes it freaking feel way better than just uh, freaking empty pumpkin having sex with that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But first, you want to do is freaking cut the freaking hole and freaking and remove all the freaking goo, uh, the orange gooey freaking mess. And how do you get that out, Sandy? Freaking bare hands, freaking dig in there with your freaking bare hands, and you grab it by the freaking handful, and you freaking plop it on the, and you freaking plop it on the freaking table. Anybody else have any ideas on how to get it out the best? I've used a spoon in the past. Yeah, I think that's pretty good. To scrape it, scrape the insides with a spoon. Maybe a vacuum. Mm. Oh, I never Just stick a vacuum in there, suck it all up. Could throw a grenade. Well, in why it. would you have sex with a pumpkin if you already have a vacuum to have sex with? It's a good point. I, yeah. All right. Now that we have our pumpkin cut, coal cut, let's move on. We've hollowed out the inside, and now we're moving on to putting a face on it. Tady Richard, how do you make a big face on a pumpkin? <laughs> um, just take a knife and you, you cut out some eyes, and you cut out a mouth, and you're done. Yeah. Hmm. Not really much. Maybe put a candle in it. Yeah, put a candle in it when it's nighttime. Because um, during the day, it's not necessary. But otherwise, just, yeah, I don't know, cut it out. Do you light the candle or? At night. Well, geez Louise, down on my knees, weakers, tweakers, thrill freaking seekers, I think we've enlivened that experience for you on how to carve a pumpkin. But if you have any more ideas, go ahead and call 513-914-6201. Share with us how you do it. Maybe you do something different than we haven't thought of. Stupid idea. Yeah. Weakers, tweakers, thrill freaking seekers. We've got a great freaking show full of freaking our week's news and discusses. If you want to call in and join the conversation, call 513-914-6201. Tell us what we're doing right. Tell us what we're doing wrong. You might get put on blast, but you also might get a prize or two. Without further freaking ado, our week's news and discussions starts freaking now. Last week, TV actor Suzanne Summers died after a long battle with cancer, according to page six. She was 76. Summers' longtime publicist, Zara Corey Hay, confirmed that the 76-year-old died one day before she would have seen her 77th birthday. Quote, Suzanne was surrounded by her loving husband, Alan Hamill, her son, Bruce, and her immediate family, Hay said. According to a source, Hamill had reportedly given his wife for 46 years an early birthday present shortly before she passed. Summer's long list of credits includes TV's Three's Company, Step by Step, The Ropers, and She's the Sheriff. So, geez, Louise, down on my knees. A great loss we have suffered here with Zeus Jan Summers. And I do want to let the panel speak. Enliven the bright life that once lived so that we can close the casket on this show and her in it. I mean, this is incredibly hard to freaking process. Uh, I mean, this is a freaking huge loss. Uh, Suzanne Summers was a freaking uh, 
there's a, a freaking monument uh, to to the freaking golden years of uh, freaking television. Um, when she played um, the freaking hot girl in the show about the freaking gay guy who is having who's trying who's trying to pretend to be freaking gay so he can have sex with his freaking uh, roommates, uh, absolutely freaking hilarious. Yeah. Uh, when she starred freaking opposite freaking Patrick, uh, freaking Duffy and freaking, uh, step by step, um, she was unfortunately freaking overshadowed by, uh, freaking cousin freaking Cody, uh, and Weirs and Tweegos and freaking Mayo tired alike will all remember freaking cousin Cody as being the cousin that lived out in the freaking driveway and freaking step by step. Uh, he absolutely freaking stole the, stole the freaking show every time he was on freaking screen. Um, my, 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 I mean, he had my freaking attention. I know he had freaking everyone else's freaking attention. He was the freaking breakout freaking star freaking step by step. And was that the dagger that worked its way under the rib and finally led to Suzanne Summer's demise? I don't want to freaking speculate, um, but it probably didn't bring it out. Yeah, yeah. I do want to make a little speculation and see what the panel thinks about this. Now, according to a source, her husband, Hamill, reportedly gave Summers an early birthday present shortly before she passed as she were to die the next day. Could that birthday present have been the kiss of death a vial of poison to ease the pain well i don't i don't want to speculate but um but that that is my speculation yeah in the name in the nature of freaking speculation um i would say it's only fair to freaking speculate that he did freaking have something with her freaking death. Mm-hmm. Has something to do with her freaking death because uh, I mean, one minute she's freaking alive, she's he's giving her a freaking freaking morning freaking. He's giving her a freaking. He's popping his freaking weasel, um, giving her a freaking early freaking birthday present. If you know what I freaking mean, freaking going downtown, um, um, giving her some freaking pleasure, giving her some early freaking morning freaking pleasure, and the next mm-hmm. thing you know, I mean, it's freaking lights out for freaking Suzanne. Yeah. And we just want to reiterate, this is just speculation. Hugely speculative. It's impossible yeah. to know at this point until we get a coroner's report. Doug Jordan, what do you think? I thought he got her like an iPad or something. I mean, are you, you don't think she already has, doesn't already have an iPad? Well, maybe a new one came out and she was going to upgrade. Do they still make new iPads? Yeah. That's totally freaking speculative. Yeah, that is. That's a, that's a lot of speculation. Not very good speculation, if you ask me. Yeah. Well, I want to know what the birthday present is. Well, I think it was a kiss of death, Doug Jordan, and that's what we've been saying here. It was the. And I think it was an iPad. How is she going to use an iPad beyond the grave, Doug Jordan? She didn't know she was going to freaking die. I think. Wouldn't make a very good present, Doug. Maybe she had a small one, and so she, she was can getting watch a bigger movies one. in her casket six feet below the ground. I think they do do that. I think they do make caskets with little TVs in them. What makes you think that? Why would anybody ever want that, Doug? Sounds like a lot of money for an already expensive 
piece of burial equipment. Yeah, I think I think I want I want one. If yeah, they so exist, can, I want one. So you can be watching Regan Fraser while you were rotting in hell. Yeah, I love TV, but you can't change the channel. Hands don't work. Maybe you can make a remote control that your family can control what you freaking watch on TV. What if they're mad at you? Then they're going to put something on that they know you didn't freaking like. Like Spy Kids or, you know. Footage of your wife moving on and having sex with another man. That would be terrible. Right above your your freaking festering corpse. And it's like one of those pile driver scenes that Sandy described in an earlier episode where all you really see is the guy's rear freaking end and his bulbous balls Just smacking around repeatedly. Freaking worms are freaking pecking at you. You're looking, you can't help but look a little bit close and you go, that guy's got one tail that's bigger than the other. Yeah. That'd be mean. Yeah. I was thinking just like Seinfeld or Fraser. Home Improvement. Yeah. Fraser. Friends. Last week, police found 115 decaying bodies at a Colorado, quote, green funeral home, according to the Associated Press. Investigators were tipped off about the, quote, putrid smells coming from the return to funeral home in Penrose, California, Colorado. According to reports, the neglected funeral home was discovered to have 115 decaying bodies inside. Police were forced to bring in a team that usually deals with airline crashes, corners of nearby jurisdictions, and the FBI to aid in the cleanup. A state document, meanwhile, alleged funeral home owner John Halford tried to conceal the improper storage of corpses. He claimed he was doing taxidermy at the facility, according to the state suspension letter dated Thursday. Halford acknowledged that he had, quote, a problem at the property. The Colorado Office of Funeral Home and Crematorium Registration letter said no arrests have yet been made. So, geez, Louise, down on my knees. I think what we have here is a mad scientist, if you please, working on corpses. And what would he make, Doug Jordan? I, you know, uh, maybe he cut body parts off of one person, put them on another person. Why would he do that? Maybe, what would that happen? Maybe, what would that change? I don't know. He's a mad scientist. Who knows what he's freaking doing? I think it's obvious what he's doing is building some sort of freaking monster that he plans on freaking animating via freaking various freaking body parts from all of his freaking decaying freaking dead bodies. Mm-hmm. Probably going to have sex with it, too. Yeah. Would you rather be buried with a television in your coffin where you have to look at a man pound your wife for eternity or live in the the green funeral home with the pervert? I mean, what does it matter? You're freaking dead anyways. You're not with the freaking. It's not the, not with the freaking pervert. The pervert has reanimated you, and you and 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 you do his freaking bidding. Yeah. Yeah, but if you're reanimated, do you think it's really you, or do you think it's just your a freaking vessel? He's got your freaking head on the freaking body of a freaking ballerina and a freaking tutu, and you act. You walk around as his freaking maid, um, delivering him, and you freaking deliver him freaking beverages and freaking hors d'oeuvres, and also. Sexual favors. Yeah. Now, it's funny too, Doug, that you would ask that question. Do you think you 
are you or you're just because you're the one who wants a television in his coffin when he's dead well, it's, a, it's a symbolic thing it's a symbolic gesture so would you be buried with your eyes open that's not a bad idea actually but wouldn't they want to be dry really, out? I feel like they would get yeah. very dry. Yeah. Maybe they'd put those fake those fake googly eyes on me or something. Put pennies on your eyes or something. But then you couldn't watch the TV. Imagine if somebody freaking you know was grave robbing in the freaking distant future, and they can just hear the sound of a freaking TV in a casket, and they freaking dig down, they freaking pull this casket out, they open the casket up, and it's freaking me, freaking dead there with googly eyes on. Absolutely freaking hilarious. Yeah, it's freaking hilarious. Last week, Chuck E. Cheese announced it has expanded distribution of its licensed fan-favorite frozen pizza to Walmart stores across the U.S., according to Chewboom.com. The Chuck E. Cheese pizzas are available in two flavors, cheese and pepperoni, and can be found in the frozen meal section of Walmart stores across the country. Each pizza box also includes an offer for 500 free e-tickets that can be used at future visits to any participating Chuck E. Cheese fun center. New distributors include Winn-Dixie, Giant Food, Hannaford, and is also available at Kroger and other select country grocery stores across the country. Doug Jordan, what? take it to the sports desk. Okay. Uh, this, this, is, uh, this, is the sport, this is the sports desk starring Doug Jordan, and I have a confession to make. Um... I've never been to a Chuck E. Cheese before. I've never had Chuck E. Cheese pizza. Uh, but there are two uh, new frozen pizzas coming to Walmart stores across the country in uh, cheese and pepperoni. So, you know, if you're a fan of Chuck E. Cheese pizza, this could be uh, good for you. Or if you're like me, and if you've never had it, then you can now try the taste of Chuck E. Cheese pizza at home. But it might not be as good as the stuff that they sell in the actual brick and mortar. Right, probably not. I'd be surprised if it was even the same pizza. Yeah, I mean, it's probably kind of a knockoff of it. Do they still have the animatronic animals that sing there? Does anybody know? No, we don't know, Doug Jordan. Sandy Farkas, what's your question? Um, I was, I was just going to say it's probably like um, you can get a little freaking White Castle, uh, frozen White Castle burgers. <sighs> yeah, but those um, are actually good. Those are really good. Um, yeah, I was actually I was going to say that those were those are freaking disgusting interesting to hear that you freaking like those those are some of the grossest little frozen treats i've ever tried the cheese freaking ooze is just absolutely freaking disgusting you eat them up right in the micro well that is a good idea to do that but i i seem to recall one time after crouching night you and i got some midnight stacks and you did not wait for a microwave uh you ate it straight out of the box well if you gnaw on it kind of warms up yeah, you, and you sort of sucked on it for a little while, too. Well, you got to get it nice and warm on the middle before you take your first plumptuous bite. 
Yeah, but it, it was like watching you lick a freaking popsicle, but it was actually a frozen White Castle freaking burger. Yeah, it was freaking absolutely freaking disgusting. Yeah, absolutely freaking hilarious. If he has me. Last week, a dead skydiver was found on the front lawn of a Florida home, according to CBS News. Detectives are investigating after a skydiver was found dead in the front yard of a residence near an air park in Florida, authorities reported. A man outfitted in parachute attire and gear was located just before 12.30 p.m. on the lawn of a home in Titusville about 50 miles east of Orlando police said in a statement the Titusville fire department responded and said that the man was pronounced dead at the scene police on Monday identified the victim as 69 year old Frederick C. Morello of Ormond Beach according to reports a neighbor's surveillance video captured an SUV's window reflection showing the skydivers descending before making a hard landing on the lawn so, geez, Louise, down on my knees. Many questions and no obvious answers to this story. How did he die being the first one? What happened? A mysterious man shows up from the sky, Doug Jordan. Immediately pronounced dead. No explanation of how he got there and why he died. To me, it sounds like he jumped out of an airplane and his parachute probably didn't go off and... He died. Fell to the ground. Surprised he didn't like splatter into the ground, really. I think it depends on how high he jumped. But there's a hole in your theory because it says here that the fire department responded and said that he was dead on arrival. And yet, there's no mention of a fire. Now, was he burned up? And is that how he died? Set ablaze! Jumped out of an airplane to get away from the fire. I know that if you freaking jump from freaking high enough, um, freaking in space, um, you can freaking catch fire, freaking entering, freaking Earth's freaking atmosphere. Mm-hmm. Um, so again, I think it's sort of like what freaking Dugman's, and it all sort of depends on how freaking high this guy was when he freaking jumped. Yeah. Don't you think if he jumped from space and he was on freaking fire on his way down, he would have burned up by the time he got to the ground? No, nah. not if they, not if they freaking put him the freaking fire department freaking squirted all the water all over him, put him out, mm-hmm. put the flames out. And I think if he went feet down, if you pencil dive, and make sure that your feet are pointed towards the ground, you'd be okay, depending on the boots footwear that you're wearing. Yeah, mm-hmm. you'll survive, or you'll. What are you saying? You, if you if your feet are if your feet are freaking pointed down, I think you can survive. Yeah, no, you just go you 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 plummet into the ground and cause a hole. Yeah, and eventually the, like, the soil softens you. No, no I was I saying got, you still use a parachute, but the fire. If you're if you got heat resistant shoes, should yeah. be okay. Steel toe. It's like if you get, it's like being struck by lightning if you're in a freaking car where if it'll blast the, the metal freaking surface, but then it'll, the uh, electricity will surge down towards the freaking tires and the tires will just freaking absorb everything and you will freaking survive. Yeah. Or like if lightning is outside and you just put your hands over your eyes, it's not going to hit you. Right. 
it's like that but if you land on the ground and you jump from the freaking sky the soil will freaking soften it and you will freaking uh, you'll survive the freaking blow yeah, right, you, gotta you gotta pencil your feet though you have to pencil your feet and that point and then it doesn't even matter if you have been freaking set on fire because the freaking shoes uh, like the freaking tires and the freaking car and the electric storm will absorb everything and the soil will soften the blow yeah but the question still remains who was Frederick C. Morello of Ormond no Beach yeah, I don't know don't know no I'm nobody. pretty sure sounds like a freaking loser Sounds like a 69-year-old who forgot to pencil his feet. I'm pretty sure if you go outside in the lightning storm and you cover your eyes, you you could still get struck by lightning. And I don't think that this this keeping your freaking pencil leg straight when you freaking fall to the ground necessarily works either. You have to pencil your toes, Doug. Yeah. Surprised you didn't know it'll that. soften. It'll soften the soil. Pencil your toes. What? What do you? What does it sound like? It means, Doug. You pencil your freaking. You pencil your freaking toes into a pencil point. You take your toes and you file it down to a pencil freaking point. And it doesn't matter how much freaking how much fire you freaking surged plummeting down from the freaking sky into the Earth's freaking atmosphere. It just freaking it all just freaking gases. It just it goes away like freaking gas. Yeah, and when you hit it, the freaking soil, it softens the freaking blow, and you can freaking walk away freaking much gaze. This is obviously not what happened to freaking Morello. Yeah. We may never know what happened, Doug Jordan, and that's okay. I don't necessarily expect us to have all the answers. I do expect you, however, next time to have tried at least tried the food at that we are doing for our sports desk segment. Yeah. Yeah, that was not freaking good, and that did not make good freaking radio. Well, you could have asked me ahead of time. Hey, I'm doing a thing on Chuck E. Cheese. They have frozen pizza, and I would have gone and freaking got a frozen I pizza. Did. You definitely did not. In fact, you never tell me when there's a freaking sports desk, and I always have to freaking wing it. I think I think on this I think in this one you should have let us know. Look, I haven't freaking had this freaking pizza. I don't think we should talk about it. I, I said that I, there was a first thing on the air. You're, now you're freaking interrupting me because okay. you're going to be, because you're going to end up being on the air. sounding like a freaking, freaking stuttering jackass going, I don't know. I didn't eat this pizza. Freaking embarrassing, Doug. I we never eat any of the food. Of, we have thousands of, you're, now you're interrupting me again. We have thousands of listeners and you freaking sounded like an absolute freaking imbecile. Yeah. I sound like an imbecile when you guys are saying, if you freaking point your toes at the ground, when you're skydiving, you, you won't light on freaking fire. That's, that's absolutely that's absolutely true. And the fact of the matter is, Doug, it's a professional courtesy to let us know what you have and have not tried if you're going to be the sports desk. Um, and yeah, I think you know this not this doesn't just look bad on you, but it looks bad on us as a show. Yeah. I mean, I heard listened to the last week when you did the freaking NFL recap, and it seemed like you didn't really know know what you were freaking talking about either. I hadn't been told about that segment. Well, nevertheless, weakers, tweakers, thrill freaking seekers. This has been a great freaking hilarious freaking episode of freaking our weekend review. We love you so very freaking much. We're so freaking hot for you. Stay safe out there and we'll see you freaking next week. Well, geez, Louise kind of fell apart at the end, but. I don't think it was the panel's fault. I think it was the stress that we're under. And I think we just need to learn to blow off some steam. 
because it seems like whenever we have any time off, we just we're just thrown at it. We're just thrown to the wolves, and they bite at our bits, and they chew them up, and spit them out whole, and we're left to piece the put the pieces back together. And some of them end up where they're supposed to go, and some of them end up in our rear freaking ends, Doug Jordan. And this is why mistakes like this happen. It's no one's fault. But I would appreciate it if you would consult with Mr. Mogadusu so that we can all get on the same page. Are you talking to me or everybody? The panel. So you want us to all sit down and have a meeting with friggin' Mr. Mogadusu? Yeah. The spiritual advisor that you met riding a bus. Yeah. Because he's got a DUI and he can't drive himself. Yeah. This has been a production of Our Week Studios.